Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the her in internet. Oh, are we? We are. Um, nope, I was going to say, I'll check the master list. I should have done this one before. I'm not going to check the master list and no one cares. So that's that. My name is Summer Yeager. <laughs> yeah, I just want you guys to... I just want you guys to think about like how checking the master list would work every single time. No. We would be reading a long list every time. I guess maybe if you could do like a word search, but then you'd have to have it in some sort of That's PDF true. format, like some sort of searchable something That's or other. True. Yeah. But you know what I am? Um, I have recently. Yeah, no, this doesn't matter to you at all because you don't have this. But on 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 the iPhone, the Notes app, um, has just become like my best friend because you can take a picture and it'll put it'll turn it into a PDF. Just like take a picture oh, of any nice. document and uh-huh. scan it, and so. Like as a homeschooling mom, that's been so helpful because I just recently bought this atlas, but I have like a million kids. So it's like if you just like tear out the page and use it on for one kid, then like then you have to buy like done million atlases. Yeah. So I just started taking a picture of the maps in my notes app and then printing it from there. Like what? Sweet. You don't even need to buy a scanner. Anyway, how did we get here so fast? Okay. Your joy. Yeah, I don't even think we got to much of anything. Yeah, we didn't get really anywhere before this. Great. (laughs) I have a question that, like, this may be one of those things where we've already talked about this, but I have no memory of it whatsoever. And this is kind of like a gap in my knowledge of you, which is weird. Um, hmm. or maybe like I just we talked about it and then I like wrote over it with a different memory. <laughs> That's that sounds like a um that sounds like an early two thousands like emo song, the gap in my knowledge of you. <laughs> I want you to know. I've been reading a lot more lately, so watch out for my talking to get very sophisticated. <laughs> Same. Yeah, I've been reading a lot lately, but <laughs> I don't know if it's going to get, I mean, just it based off of what I've been reading. <laughs> not all of it's been quite high literature. Anyway. <laughs> Did you finish that book we were talking about? The one I gave you? That I'm oh, not yes. Gonna... Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah and it? I already, I've already binged like whatever the whatever the um i was talking about this with some people whatever the like reading version of binge yeah it's the same thing right yes yeah so i went through other other books of this author 
I just basically ordered all the ones that I hadn't read. <laughs> oh, please tell me everything because I'm all done. Yeah. I'm all caught up. I've read I've read them yeah. all. So yep. I want to talk to somebody about it because you're the only other person yeah. that would have. Oh, yeah, we could. Yeah, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just yes. Okay. I'll, okay. Uh, I'll voice message you. Okay, perfect. Um, So speaking of the early 2000s, for me, so I wasn't there. I don't know what your experience was growing up with Christian music. Like, I genuinely don't know. And so that's a weird gap, like in knowledge for me. But two things to this. One, like I wasn't we didn't listen to quote unquote like Christian music, like CCM, anything contemporary Christian right. music, like was we didn't listen. Like I wasn't allowed to listen to it. <laughs> um, I would say. Um, we sang hymns at church, like hymns only. Uh, and then there was like a few select Christian artists that like my parents had the CDs. And I mean it by few and select, I could name them on one hand. And one of them was Cademan's Call. So Cademan's okay. Call was like a huge part of like my formative years. And you know, Derek Webb, the lead singer, like apostatized and like recently did this like uber gay drag music video, whatever. And so I totally forgot about Cademan's call and what I decided to do because he probably hates all his old music was just like, I'm just going to listen to all of that. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to, I'm going to introduce it to my kids, like all that stuff that he rejects now. And it, and here's the thing though, is it still hits like, it's still really good. And, um, I was listening to it earlier and (laughs) I was telling the story to my 13 year old And she was listening to it and she was like, he knows all of this theology and he did that. She was like shocked, you know, like shocked and scared. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like the songs are filled with like such good. Anyway, so I've been listening to Cayman's Call all day, the old, old stuff. And it from the late 90s, early 2000s. And it, it still hits and it's still so good. And um, I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't know what Joy, like, I don't know what Christian music Joy was listening to. I have no, like, I have no idea. Well, okay. So you remember a, I'm sure they're still making them, but you remember the, uh, the, uh, now that's what I call music, the like, yeah compilations of what are we on like 533 (laughs) i'm way undersold that so they had they had these ones like that for christian music and i'm pretty sure they were called wow like worship and whatever it stands else stands for (laughs) i don't even know what now stands for um (laughs) um, wow yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure. And it was like a compilation of all the hits. Okay. Uh, I couldn't and, name um, one. They're, they're probably still going to. But I think I had... Name a hit. What, it, what, is, what, it, what would one be? 
well like um Stephen Curtis Chapman type but there was like newsboys I'm sure there was DC talk I'm sure there was Amy Grant it was really just like okay the top hits radio of, radio yes yeah the radio Christian radio okay. for sure would Cayman's um, call have been on there they probably would have yeah okay. as sort okay. of like a um maybe like a lesser known okay but still known on there type okay. like you knew their song but you didn't have their album type of thing okay um but yeah i think i had the very i had a very typical i don't remember we just listened to kind of the we went to a more we went to like a more charismatic church well yeah i can we jumped around a little bit because some we at one point we went to a nazarene church which i would not consider charismatic at all i would consider them even a little bit more conservative um okay probably not as like liturgical or conservative as like a lutheran church but definitely a little bit more like you can't dance and stuff like that yeah um you can't dance you're not allowed (laughs) yeah (laughs) if you try to you just won't go to heaven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I uh, my mom introduced. I don't. I don't really remember us listening to anything. We listened to like I. Well, that was sort of early like Hillsong days and stuff. Well, but I don't remember okay. us ever listening. I don't remember us ever listening to you know like repetitive uh holy ghost cloud type of music is that a thing yeah well you know like bethel stuff like oh yeah where you like kind of sing the same thing over and over again and any but anyway but we also i mean carmen did you did your family ever listen what is carmen Carmen? what is that that's a band the person you he's a person it's a person a band (laughs) okay and um he was this like high conservative christian values i wonder what carmen's up to anyway someone knows uh, i should look it up um but he was this sort of like like he was older he wasn't like a young heartthrob and he was christian so he was never meant to be like a heartthrob heartthrob, but he was he was a good-looking older gentleman and he wrote he did these very um oh he's passed away okay oh oh. maybe i did maybe i knew that in 2021 oh but he did he he did these very like um sort of almost like theatrical he had this one where it was like a boxing match between devil the devil and jesus and like ultimately yeah and so i would i almost like i almost i i haven't listened to it in a while so my description of it sounds very cringy but i kind of want to say he was not i would definitely like i would say he was he was not in any danger of like coming out as gay and deconstructing later like he was like a solid guy that's good (laughs) he just had a style (laughs) and you know in the 80s and 90s it was really all about the show you could put on wasn't it though really a a lot about that (laughs) 
But mm. um, yeah, that was my first concert. My first concert was Carmen. And then, you know, and then I grew up and I moved on to more refined tastes like DC Talk, <laughs> of course. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I mean, just yes, obviously. <laughs> um, okay. I couldn't name a Sorry. single DC I don't Talk even song. Know. I don't even know if that answers your question. It does. But... No, it does. I just, um, and I want to encourage everyone to listen to the very conservative 90s, early 2000s Caden Call albums. Stream them on your Spotify or Apple Music um, just to really, and don't listen to the new, really gay Derek Webb stuff. <laughs> um, just yeah. the old stuff. Just the old stuff. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go ahead and just recommend you listen to Carmen and just see, you know, if you hate it, you don't have to listen again, but is it Carmen or Carman? I don't even know what I'm looking for. It's Carman, just like, um, our old, uh, okay. Beloved, uh, production guy. He just had a birthday. I know. His um, one of his younger sisters is now my daughter's BFF, and she's like at my house every week, and it's really fun. Oh, I'm trying to okay. Well, I was like, who? I'm trying to think of who that would be, but obviously we don't need to list off of all of Carmen's (laughs) sisters on here. Okay, speaking of we've talked about Carmen already. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of young women, I meant to forward this to you, and I didn't. But um, I'll just tell you right now, we have a snodgrass named Lauren. And she was the valedictorian of her class. And her friend sent me the video um, of her valedictorian speech. And um, according to her friend who emailed me, that um, the the by what standard that she did to the stadium full of people (laughs) that she gave her speech to was largely influenced by you and I. And so I listened, I listened, I listened to her speech and it was so great. I mean, just wonderful. I'm going to forward this to you, um, right this second, actually. So I don't forget because we, we know what happens when we say I will do this thing. Um, well, that's cool. I'm looking forward to that. It's really great. It's really, really great. You're going to love it. Um, so anyway, just congratulations to Lauren Snodgrass and her wonderful speech. And, you know, whenever someone emails us and is like, oh, you've had such an impact, like, you know, the Lord uses crooked sticks is what I want to say. And um, that's all the Lord. And what a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> just what a blessing. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yes. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to listen to that. So, all right, um, I sent it. Cool. I know that we're probably supposed to be starting no, our conversation. No, supposed to be. That's we make not our chatting. You know, it's funny because for a long time we've said, you know, we've made little comments about people who don't enjoy the chatting portion of the show. Yeah. I was thinking about it and I was like, I was like, I think all of the show is the chatting portion. <laughs> Like for people who skip through the chatting, yeah. What are they skipping to? The end? <laughs> they love to hear that at some point we are no longer talking. <laughs> That's their favorite like, part. Do we 
<laughs> they look at your title. They're like, okay, the topic is this contentment. And then Hate they it. just like scroll Hate till it. they hear us saying that word. And then I don't know. I guess that's it. And then once we're done talking about that, then they have to, you know, they, they the turn end it off, is chatting turn it off too. Fast. Anyway, she said something personal. Um, no. <laughs> um, I'm not listening. Well, so, um, have we had any more steps or walking or so what's going on with it was Ransom? In book, it was in book club on Wednesday that he took his first step and he's still doing that just like a step at a time mm. and then he's done. Um, so, you know, he, let's see, by the time you guys listen to this, he'll be 11 months old tomorrow. So that was like two days ago for the rest of you losers. Um, so he's 11 months. <laughs> uh, and I think he's going to be walking before 12 months. Like for sure, he's going to be running around the house. Um, yeah. He is still exclusively uh, a meatball eater. So I okay. I am becoming, if any of you want to know what's on the market as far as meatballs, I know. Um, I know which ones should be cooked in a pan, which ones are okay microwaved, um, which ones are best oven baked. I'm learning because mm-hmm. yeah, uh, meatballs. I need to find meatballs that have hidden veggies. I need to have meatballs that have hidden fruit because if it's not in a meatball shape with a meatball flavor, he's not interested. He's um, not doing it. So... Right okay. now he right now he's eating chicken pineapple onion meatballs that I got at Costco. Oh, yum! Yeah, you know. So good. we got fruit, veggie, meat. It's great. <laughs> it's great, and you can microwave them. Um, but yeah, no, no more steps. Just kind of the little like shuffle that he's doing, and uh, I don't know, man. Just this. This is the first time I've had a boy as a baby, and it's just different. Like, it's just, it's just different. It hits different. And uh, I love it. Obviously, loved having baby (laughs) girls. And that was great. But this is, this is different. And I, it's, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it yet. I get very sentimental about it. He's just so sweet, you know? And all of us love him. And it's so cool having a baby when you're, other kids are older and like seeing them just like love it like Mm -hmm. that is really cool that is really really cool and I just highly recommend it if any like if you're like one of those young moms that's like concerned about like the spacing like the age spacing like oh if they're too old or too little like just don't because what I'm seeing is is that whenever it happens it's just great they love each other it doesn't matter it doesn't the age spacing it doesn't matter. So just don't yep. even let that be a part of your concern. Like if you're going to be concerned about your kid, like not that, just not that. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, maybe, maybe if you thought you were done. And then you were like, you're feeling and you're feeling convicted that you're not done. Don't be concerned you know? about that. <laughs> yeah. If anything, I so I've had I've had a few friends have bonus children, as we call them. And if anything, there is this magic of many helping hands and and yeah. all these things. So, you know, 
bonus children. We're just saying. Yeah. They love it's it. It's called bonus for a reason. Yeah. Who doesn't love a bonus? Bonus fry, bonus meatball, bonus baby. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, you guys can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. Um, I'm super excited about this book club. Uh, I would, I just do want to acknowledge that we chose out of the silent planet because neither one of us had read it before. I've only, I've listened mm-hmm. to half of it before this. Um, and what I'm getting from the book clubbers is um, not only have they read it and loved it, some of them have taught, been paid to teach it. Yep. Um, someone mm-hmm. just let me know that they just reread, they just for fun, for fun, reread the Inferno <laughs> as preparation. <laughs> um. So what I'm going to say. We get it. We get it. You're better than us. We get it. You win. What I'm going to say is that um, come to book club because we brought all of the uh, C.S. Lewis people out of the woodwork and they're about to teach us a thing or two is the lesson that I'm getting. Um, so it's not too late. We are uh, discussing chapters one through three this week, Wednesday uh, at patreon.com slash geologians. And you can find all that info there. Okay. So um, today's mess of a podcast was my messy idea. So here we go. Um I'm really excited to hear what you have to say because you are the opposite of a chronically online person, mm-hmm. uh, which I think will be good for this conversation. Um, I I am intentionally online, um, meaning I think in the last like year or so, I've kind of fine-tuned when I get online and why. Um, and no matter when I get online or why I see this conversation happening because it's a conversation that happens like in our circles. So I do want to say that we're, I think a lot of what we're talking about is something that is being popularized online. And for some people, like think when you hear that phrase, you kind of if you're not someone who's on social media much, you might like automatically dismiss it. Um, And I think that's a mistake for a couple of reasons. One, I would say online is where most of the world's discourse happens now. (laughs) Um, It's where people get their news. It's where idea sharing takes place. There ain't no town Mm -hmm. square that we're all traveling to, to share ideas. (laughs) Um, the world's third place, you know, you used to talk about the third place. You had your home, your work, and then where did you, where else did you go other than work and home? That mm-hmm. was your quote unquote third place. Um, our third place now is the internet. <laughs> you go home, you go to work, you get online. Um, discourse that happens online is actually very important. And so since we're talking about the trad wife discourse today, Um, hopefully a Christian idea of it. I think it's important that we don't just automatically dismiss things that are happening online. 
why do we see the epidemic of women, sorry, I should say girls thinking that they're trans? Well, because of social media, um, it's important yeah. to know. It's important to know. I don't think you need to be like spending hours a day on the internet. I'm not saying that, but I am saying you can't dismiss a topic because it's something that is primarily taking place on the internet because that's where topics now primarily take place. That's just the world that we live in. Um, and I don't know if that's a good thing, but that's not the today's topic. <laughs> that's not today's, <laughs> that is not what I'm trying to address at all today. Um, but I will say one thing that does happen to people who are chronically online is that they're often like really detached from reality. Like if you think that what's happening online is all that's happening, um, you probably have a really oversized view of things. Um, and so I think something we need to ask ourselves, particularly on the topic of the trad wife, which is trad is short for traditional. If you don't know, there's this whole trad wife aesthetic that's happening online where it's like, you know, we women need to recapture womanhood and, um, you know, it's the Instagram accounts that you see. It's the TikToks that you see. It's the Twitter female gurus that you see that are, they're going to help you bake and they're going to help you cook and they're going to help you flower arrange and they wear really pretty aprons and, um, the trad wife aesthetic is a whole thing like it's a whole thing and i'm curious how much you've knowing that you're a little bit more removed not that you don't go on i know you go on social media i'm not saying that yeah i know that you do <laughs> i'm completely aware um i'm just curious how much like what you see where you go on the internet um yeah there's a few there i kind of tapped into I think the way that I sort of intentional, I think so the main reason that I interact with social media now is to kind of, it's an easy way to keep in touch with everyone in Arizona. Um, but also I do think, I think you can really get a lot of like bang for your buck if you just know where to go. Like if you pick, yeah. I think social media is really important to sheologians because we discuss culture and that kind of thing so yeah uh how do you how are you gonna know what's going on in the culture if you don't sort of like step through that door um and so i have little like anchor points basically and i would say the majority of them are not they're secular they're non-believing anchor points okay but little places that i just check in with um and one of the places I check in, uh, man, I don't even remember it. I don't even remember uh, what it's called. And I don't even know how viral it's gone, but I think it's gone somewhat viral. Is that, and maybe you've just seen like TikToks or Facebook reels or whatever, but um, that couple, they're like sort of an alternative couple. And the girl is like this really cute alternative girl with like red bangs and like tattoos and so anyway, they have this, their whole thing is like, they have this very traditional marriage where he, um, you know, breadwins and she takes care of the home, takes care of the kids. I think they've both been married previously. And it's an interest, like, it's interesting. They're very, um, 
very into like therapy and therapeutic things, but they're also, I guess, kind of like based, if you want to say that. <laughs> um, but so I would say I so I don't actually have a problem with them. I haven't consumed enough of their content to really even critique what they do. They are all they're all about like communication and not arguing and like having good productive marriages. So I don't. Okay. I haven't listened to enough to have an opinion on them. Some of you will probably know exactly what I'm talking about, but anyway, um, but so through them, I've sort that's that's been my main interaction. Yeah. Because yeah. she, like I said, I don't think they're a negative example of the whole trad family. I think they're for secular people. I think they're probably a somewhat good example um, of traditional values. You know, of course without a standard but again i don't know i don't know what their standard is completely so i don't want to comment on them specifically but um but through them interacting with them my algorithm has populated Mm. certain um certain kinds of content yeah yes uh and so yeah so yeah i've seen just the whole obviously i think i know plenty of christian quote unquote trad wives <laughs> yeah. trad wives um but i have seen it i think that the best way to put it is how you called it which is the aesthetic it's sort of a it's more of like a trend and mm-hmm. less of um like a standard or certainly if it is a standard it's generally arbitrary um I know that some sometimes it's negatively labeled as like pick me. So some people would say it's some people would say it is the aesthetic where a woman determines like what a man thinks she would want him to be her to be. Okay. Um, And then obviously there's this there's this other sect of of individuals i'm sure i mean i don't want to talk i really don't want to talk about andrew tate on this show no <laughs> but you've already people it, we've who, already said too much now <laughs> we've said too much <laughs> but people who there's sort of that i would say that's like a standardless traditional male aesthetic that has popped up which is like you know be strong be good looking be productive be and none of those things do i have a problem with but when they're just kind of it's it's an aesthetic without a standard right yes and so that's that's kind of what i've seen and then of course i don't know i just i guess i've seen different versions of it because then i've also just seen people who i would consider when they say trad wife they're just like i'm a traditional christian totally tethered to the Bible (laughs) standard. So I don't know, but yeah, it's, I know, I I do feel like it's, I, I think that it should be expected. I think that there's lots of like progressive uh, woke ideology that people who aren't necessarily Christians don't agree with. There's lots of, there's lots of unbelievers that are not progressive um, and so I think that the, tr- the whole traditional values thing is becoming more popular, uh, sort of as a, like a response to feminism and, 
and you know all this sexuality garbage but yeah i i don't know anyway what it what yeah what well, are you I would thinking about the the whole trad wife like aesthetic as far as it being an aesthetic it's something that i don't embrace or reject because i i don't as long as you're yeah i don't embrace it or reject it it just depends on like what it is and i think ultimately and this is not a cop out like faithfulness is what matters so yeah so your aesthetic should be faithful and i think that's not a cop out but what it might accidentally sound like is some sort of gnosticism which is also not what i'm saying i'm not saying that your aesthetic doesn't matter and i actually yeah. think that's where a lot of i think that's where a lot of this conversation actually gets really difficult and i think if we're going to take it you were talking about how it looks in the secular world which is a whole thing it's a whole thing and I think if we were to take it and say okay what does it look like in our circle like if we're gonna put this into reformdom or into smaller conservative circles um, I think that a lot of where this conversation breaks down is that the infighting is actually because each side is trying to answer different questions. So hmm. if you think about, I really think we're trying to answer different questions. Yeah. I'm glad you say that, said that because I was trying to write note my notes, like get my thoughts together. And I just kind of kept erasing stuff. And then I'd write a question like, like my response, I'm trying to th like generate yes. information on this topic. And I'm yep. like, well, that would really depend on what we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So even in the conversation around like, okay, well, what is a woman for? Like, if you take that and put it in our circles, the question becomes like, what is a woman's highest calling? Right. And people get, hmm. people get in squabbles over this all the time. And, but I genuinely believe that the confusion amongst the two, because people who would like say that they hold the same kind of confession and they have the same kind of beliefs about the gospel and Jesus and the Bible and gender and all these things, you know, some people will get really mad and they'll say like, you know, if you say that a woman's highest calling is to be a wife and a mother, like that's anti-gospel, like a woman's highest calling is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. It's no different than a man's. Then the other side is like, actually who's, who would say, well, like, no, it's to be a wife and a mother. They're not saying like, it's like, they're answering the question of like, okay, but what does it practically look like? What does it practically yeah. look like for a woman to glorify God. So I yeah. don't think the two sides disagree as much as they want to put emphasis on different things. So you have one side that wants to put the emphasis on the theological answer. And then one side that wants to put the emphasis on what does it look like to live out the theological answer? And so when I say the answer is that faithfulness matters. I'm not trying to cop out. I'm not because I believe how your beliefs are lived out actually do matter. I do believe that it matters. Um, and so, you know, it might be dumb to people who've been Christians for a long time, 
or to people who are well discipled, but I don't automatically shut down practical implication questions that have to do with the trad wife conversation. Like, should women wear dresses only? Okay. I think what happens is a lot of times people will respond like really incent, they'll have like an incendiary reaction to a question like that. Well, that's so dumb. Like, why would you think that? And it's like, like, slow your roll, you know, like, just slow down. Like, I think you have to take into account in these conversations that we live in in a time of such androgyny, where we, we have been inculcated from birth with this idea that there's no difference between boys and girls. And then you you pluck someone out of that kind of culture and tell them, okay, live as a woman. You know, if her question is like, okay, does that mean I can only wear dresses? Like, don't just like treat her like she's stupid. Like if she's trying to reach for something that's never been modeled for her, never been discerned for her before, and she wants to wear dresses, like, like don't treat her like she's just some idiot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think there is like, if you're an older Christian or you're older in the faith and like, you can bring some wisdom to the table, like let's, we're, we're rebuilding from the ashes, like an entire culture of manhood and womanhood that's been totally burned to the ground. So there's a lot of opportunity here and there's a lot of things that are worth thinking through. And I, I think what you see uh, online is just really reactionary, you know, um, and really, yeah, really reactionary. Like, I don't think it's stupid to say, like, you know, since men and women are different, should their education be different? And that doesn't, people will be offended just by trying to think through that, just by, by honest yep. Christians wanting to think through that. <clears throat> um, and what it really is, is this kind of, I think people, wanting to know what does it look like practically to live as a man and to live as a woman okay so we're not denying hopefully i know there there are boneheads in every movement there's boneheads in every group all right so yes if you swing too far in one direction you're going to end up with kind of this like quasi islamic you know don't even teach her how to tie shoelaces position that we would wholesale is say just so stupid and we are not going yeah. to if you're if you're two miles from that position you're still too close all right <laughs> too close <laughs> um but when genuine believers are trying to pursue living out their sex faithfully reading the worst into their un intentions is just unhelpful it's not silly to ask okay, men and women are different. So how should their education be different? They should both be educated. They should both be treated as image bearers of God who should be knowledgeable, who should be capable, um, who should be ready to raise up the next generation. But I don't raise up children as a father. I only do it as a mother. So how should that inform my education? How should that inform how I educate my daughters versus my sons should it inform um and i just i don't think that androgyny is the answer and so when i see people talking about wanting to be a trad wife i i'm not going to automatically ever assume 
the worst. Like if they're reaching for a principle that's biblical, then I think that that's great. But if you're swinging too far to one side where it's like androgyny is the answer, nothing should ever be different, or you're swinging in the other direction where you're like quasi Muslim, you are failing in different ways, I think, to address biblically how to put feet. And I think that's what the trad wife movement is trying to do. They're trying to put feet on how do you live as a woman? Because so many in our generation haven't been discipled into what that even looks like. Um, so I, I don't care. Like if you, if you want to, you know, be a dress only wears aprons type of person. And you're like, this is how I'm going to model my femininity. And there's a genuine love there for, the things of the Lord and for your womanhood and that your theology is in line. And like, I don't care like what it looks like I think is, is free. Like, I think you're free within the bounds of where God has placed you with the gifts that he's given you with the things that he's given you to pursue that, you know? Um, so I think women ought to pursue. There's all kinds of good things that women can pursue that men pursue. Um, For example, I think women should pursue physical fitness, but I would say I would have a really big like sign over it. Like women should pursue physical fitness as women. That simple, like really that simple. What I mean by that is like when you're doing this, you should act like a woman. You should dress like a woman. Um, your goal should not be to be fit like a man. It should be to be fit like a woman. And however that works out for you is great. And women should pursue an education and theological growth and knowledge as women. I don't think, and maybe this, I know this will hit some people wrong. I don't think women ought to pursue pastoral ministry. I don't think women should be learning how to become preachers because I don't think that they can. I, I do think there's theological training and education that is appropriate for women as long as they're pursuing it as women. So when you get dressed for the day and you're like, can I put on a pair of pants or does it have to be a skirt? Um, the answer is, are you dressing like a woman? And uh, you can wear pants that are not men's pants and I know again some people will disagree with that I know there's a couple of people that I greatly respect and love and who love the Lord who would totally disagree with my position that women can wear uh you know like jeans pants mm-hmm. um but I I would I would make a distinction and say there are some pants that women ought not wear. And I don't mean metaphorical ones. I mean ones that are cut to look like men's pants. Or I would say mm-hmm. men's pants. <laughs> um, you should wear pants as a woman is is my really simple like it's the principle, you know, of the matter. And I don't care how you want to live it out. Like I don't have I think we need to be a lot more flexible um than we are, but you know just wear pants as a woman if you take anything from this episode (laughs) yeah I really think that that's why um 
the it's hard for me to it's hard for me to address this topic because I feel like what I always come back to is what should a woman look like? Mm. Like, what should they look like? What should they be seen doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is sort of a, this is like a modesty question. Like mm. what a woman is, is obvious to the eyes. Mm. And now there's many different types of what that can look like. There is not like modesty is obvious. It's obvious to your eyeballs. That doesn't mean it's acted out in one way. And that doesn't mean that I can give you a list of five things. And if you always do these, you will always be modest. And so that's a, that's ultimately what we're, we're looking at here. And so then when you're asking for a list of five things, that you that's like okay so these five things which so anything if you want to come up with five things from the bible that are going to make you a woman that's great that would be my only real advice of where to get a list but i think i think the disagreements come and it's i think it's fine i also think it's fine when the disagreements come the disagreements come from outside of the Bible. Sometimes they're from within the text. Like people are, uh, you know, looking at the same text and perceiving a difference in meaning or whatever. But I think a lot of times, like what you're really dealing with is like, Oh, well, a real traditional woman per my culture is a 1950s housewife. Mm. She's covered up. She was primarily at home. She, uh, you know, but when I think, and this is probably just because of sheologians, but when I think of a 1950s housewife, I think of someone who has recently received the benefit of tons of convenience, time-saving equipment like dishwashers, washing machines, someone who's bored, someone who drops her kids off at to public school, and then kind of does whatever all day. Um depressed i'm not saying everyone in the 1950s was depressed but uh generally yes um and just unhappy uh feeling as though they were not reaching their potential and i think a lot of that could have been related to productivity and not so much the patriarchy uh but that's the thing is it's really like what are you i think that there is going to just inherently be like when you ask the question, what should a woman look like? And I, do, I don't just mean, I mean her body. What should she look like? But what should she be seen? What should she be doing when you see her? Yeah. Um, and I, it's one of those things where it's like, there's a few, there's a, no, I mean, not even really a few. There's quite a few guiding principles for what a woman should look like and for what she should be seen doing or maybe not doing when you look at her. But everything else is kind of your opinion. Um, and that doesn't mean that you can't have a difference in opinion, because yeah. I do think it's okay for head covers and non head covers to hang out and have conversations about head covering and have more conversations about not head covering. <laughs> um, Please and have something we- else interesting to talk about. <laughs> yeah. 
please. And jean wearing. And I don't know, like, like I, these are all fine conversations. In fact, I think most of the people I know that have opinions about like, especially very conservative opinions about dress. I think a lot of times those are women that have thought a lot about this. Now, just because you've thought about a lot about something doesn't mean you're not, you're automatically right. But I do think you should be able to have a conversation with those women without having your feelings instantly hurt because your skirt falls above your knees, just above your knees instead of below it all the time. Um, I think we need to toughen up a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, if maybe if what you think of a woman is doing is a Victorian with translucent skin with her fainting couch ready for any anything any slight (laughs) traumatizing event right um i think you're wrong on that too i think we have lots lots of like cultural uh perceptions of what a woman should look like and what she should be seen doing that just they're just that they're cultural i also i also think you know as long as it's not expressly prohibited in the bible there are certain there are major cultural differences between you guys listening to this right now and many other Christians in the world. Yeah. You want to talk about how about like underground churches? How about churches in other countries that eat different food? And I think that's where you just have to be careful you because there are we share a rich Christian history, a rich and not just Christian, a rich trad wife tradition. This is, this is a, it's in the name. It's a tradition that has been shared by so many women and so many of them have worn different things, eaten different food, uh, spent their day differently. Um, and now the Bible being at the center of you and your salvation is really what connects you all. But you just, I, I you know, it's like we're sort of... We're sort of just leaning between these two extremes, which is that there is great diversity. And I'm not talking about DEI, Marxist nonsense garbage. I'm talking about legitimate diversity, like uh, when God made made everything, when he specifically made humans, he put an enormous amount of genetic material in us so that there would be this like great variability. Um, So uh, so there but there's lots of different there's lots of differences that don't matter. There's lots of differences that don't matter. And it's okay to still have an opinion on them. It's okay to still have preferences. That's like, I don't, I don't have any problem with people having preferences. I think that's, but I think it's when I think people have a problem when you say your preferences are a biblical standard. That's when people kind of get their feelings hurt a little bit. Now those people can yeah. toughen up too. Um, I do, and I do think to some extent too. I guess. It, well, yeah, it's just one. It's one of those things. It's like it does matter greatly, and it also doesn't matter. And we sit. We try to sit somewhere in the middle, in between, in wisdom, <laughs> and then. Like it's, it's also this thing where it's like, it's none of your business and it is your business. And what I mean by that is that like, not what we always talk about here on Sheologians is not like 
pay attention to something else. It's mind your business, like your work, your business, your occupation, your thing you need to be doing. That's what you should be focused on. But I think that there is this sort of mind your business and this is my business. And we're kind of sitting somewhere in there in wisdom as well. Um, Yeah. And it's, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I guess maybe these are just, we can't help but have unproductive, like they could be productive conversations, but they're not. And it's just because people want everyone to abide by their preferences or I do think that we have a greater evil like we'd struggle much more with saying to people like you should just you should just care less about this yeah I don't think that's the answer no um I think it's personal all of these topics that we're talking about it's personal if you're talking about how someone should dress you're talking about what they're putting on their body if you're talking about somebody's how they live as a wife and a mother, like those are really personal issues. And so it's hard for a lot of people to not take it personally because you're essentially commenting on someone's body and what they do with it. Because this is a conversation of what should you be practically doing? Um, And I think you kind of, you hit the nail on the head is like, you should, you should see a woman living as a woman but I think a lot of the problem is a lot of people don't even know what that means or what that looks like because they've been catechized to see women primarily living, you know, just as men. Um, You know, you were talking about most of us grew up in, you know, a double income household, your dad's climbing the corporate ladder, your mom's climbing the corporate ladder. You guys are off in public school. Like, what's what's the practical difference between mom and dad's work day both of them you know one of them drops you off at school they both work eight hours pick you up come home like what's the difference really mom makes dinner maybe maybe mom makes dinner like yeah um and i think then the problem becomes that the people in our circles are trying to say no we want to build and live our lives differently which is great But the problem is in the practical application of it. And I think what I'm trying to get at is that ultimately, I think, to your question of when you see a woman living as a woman, what do you see? Um, I think you see someone whose priority is the home in a different way that a man's priority is the home. Both of them should prioritize their family, but there's a different priority on each placed on each and it's not as simple as you know can the wife leave the home it's that 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 doesn't even that question is wrong yes a wife can leave the home um pregnant barefoot in the kitchen is a a kind of boneheaded thing to say um if you read scripture women are very very valuable to society beyond those things and that's really like reductionist and I think the question is when women are trying to figure this issue out on their own is the question is this enterprise this job this volunteer work this side hustle whatever you want to call it is it an extension of my home or is this happening at the expense of my home so 
is it an extension or is it happening at the expense of? And I mean, you have to think, you have to think the long game 20 years from now, when your kids are grown and out of the house, what are you going to be doing? What are you going to be doing? And I think when we think long-term, what is a woman for? What is a grandmother for? What can she do? What is she capable of doing? Um, And so that is a question that has to be answered on a household level, though. This can't be the kind of thing where it's like, well, my husband says he wants me to do this. So that's probably what you should. That's gross. That's gross. Like if you try to put your husband's what you guys have decided for your household and then place those same kind of restrictions around someone else, it's gross because it really is an overstepping of, of bounds. But I can still say the principle should be true for each household that primarily a a woman's priority should be the home and whatever enterprise she's taking on should not be happening at the expense of the home. And if it's not happening and I don't get to determine what the expense looks like, like you don't yeah. either. None of us get to say, yeah. oh, she's doing that at the expense of her home. You don't get to say that. You don't get to decide that. Um, and yeah, you're being a busybody. If you're doing that, you're just like, and that's the thing is you just, I would say that there's many ditches in this conversation, right? Oh, but sure. The the losing ditch, the ditch you do not want to be in is the partial busybody. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's, we're talking about, we're, we're saying, what does a, what should a woman look like? What should you see her doing? Yeah. Well, there's, there's two things that the Bible specifically said you should not be doing. Right. (laughs) Um, specifically (laughs) it's specifically the busybody one was said to women. Yeah. And the impartial one, uh, the partiality is given obviously to everyone. But um, I think like, I don't, I don't think it's okay to just, I I don't think, uh, you know, if you're guilty of the sin of partiality and you're being a busybody, just confess your sin. Yeah. Don't hide. Don't hide behind some like, well, I'm trying to anticipate the feminist culture war. So I have an opinion on X, Y, and Z. And I saw that woman's ankles and she was wearing jeans and she was had a tattoo on her. And, you know, if you're doing that, I don't feel like I know a lot of women that are doing that. Yeah. But if you are, you should stop. Can I stop you? No. But if I looked at you, I wouldn't see. And I saw you doing that. I'm not going to see what a woman should be doing. We know that biblically, right? Yeah. Um, If you're being a busybody right there, you're being against, you're against the biblical tradition of what a woman should be, regardless of what you're wearing. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, but yeah, I do think that, I think sometimes we, uh, sometimes we do just want to have a rigorous conversation. We do want to be able to express our opinions, especially to friends or maybe just on the internet in general. We want to express our opinions in a way that makes people think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people who do have certain convictions about what to show and what not to show and what to do and what not to do. Um, I don't think it's, again, I don't think it's wrong to step in and I don't think it automatically makes you partial or a busybody. Um, but I do, th- I do just, I, I guess the, 
there's no way to definitively determine, but I would say that, uh, I would say that it's, um, it's always good to focus on yourself (laughs) in a moment where you might want, you might want to focus on someone else. Um, and I would say that even if you have good opinions on, um, femininity and dress and you, but you don't, you're not thinking daily, um, about your sin and your personal sanctification and you're not praying and you're not reading the scripture, I would say that you're not a good candidate to share what a woman ought should not look be like. doing or ought be doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, but I think it's really easy. I think it's really easy to be yeah. like, Oh, here's the internet. I'm here to, here I am guys here to give my opinion. That's what we're, do- well, and it, it makes sense that we would have to have this conversation because that's what we do. Right. And we're women and this is a job. And so it's like, do I, I, there's just going to be things that I I also think if someone doesn't have the same conviction as you, like sometimes it's not even a conversation to be had. It's just like, okay. Right. No. Okay. Like, I think, I think it's okay. Yeah. I think it's okay. Yeah. For me to do this or me to be like this. Um, But yeah. And, and I don't know, maybe the infighting, I do think that on the internet, things take on a bit more of a mean girls Mm. type of look uh, than Than if we were in person. Yeah. Um, Now, granted, I would really hope that I would say that if, if that was happening in person, like if in your church, there were swaths of women who had opinions about other else. the other women in the church just based off of how they look. Um, that's a sign of a problem. Uh, but uh, yeah, God is good. Yeah. He's faithful to yeah to uh and and I don't see that's the thing is like I don't I absolutely see sanctification and my growth. I see it um, changing my preferences, changing what I do, changing what I wear, that you should see that. Um, Yes. But there's just some things that there are some things that are just not like that, you know, like we don't if, if you if at the end of every single person's life, they're buried in a long skirt, if if like if every Christian was like, Oh, I'm going to be buried in a denim skirt. I have to be. Then I think you could say like, Oh, wow. There's something to that. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, it's just not, not, that's not realistic. That's not what happens. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to be, I think you have to be really careful one way or the other. And I think you need to determine which way you struggle. Are you judgy? You have to figure that out. Are you too lax and you're actually becoming and you're actually immodest or you dress in masculine and or you behave in a masculine way like you're, yeah, you know, career climbing and and it's your job to take care of the whole family and provide for everybody. Like, I don't know. It's just something that 
but you, you certainly can't get through this topic without you can't get th- through this in any sort of helpful way mm. if you're just going to get mad every time the t- conversation comes up. You need to be able to talk to yeah. your friends and your husband and yeah and and figure out what that means. And you know, like you can always just try things and it's like, "Oh, well, you know, my friend mentioned to me that she dresses this certain way like as an act of faithfulness and like hmm I'm feeling like a little convicted and you can talk to your like I don't there is no um you don't just have to like drink the Kool-Aid and jump right in like you can you can you can try things I'm not saying you can try Jesus that's not what I'm saying (laughs) but I'm saying that you can you can um talk with your husband and say you know like I heard this thing and I just yeah like, thought that was interesting just like you would if you were if if you came if you and your husband both came to Christ and you were both working and you were both climbing the corporate ladder and you sent your kids to school or to daycare it would be the same way as you going you know I heard this podcast about homeschooling and I was like feeling very convicted about it and that's how it starts. Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with, with, um, assessing. Again, I'm not and saying that being intentional. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But you're, you're definitely not going to get anywhere if you just like get upset and take everything personally. Yeah. Or if you hear someone that's more traditional, per your opinion, if you're accusing them of just being like frozen chosen legalist fundamentalist and then if and if you hear someone and your automatic assumption is like well they're just a feminist and they'd probably become a man if they could it's like (laughs) whoa that whoa (laughs) slow down yeah and i do want to mention too that i think a lot of times in these conversations someone who's not married can think well this is what you'll hear in the whole the the debacle that happens on a regular basis about what is a woman's highest calling is uh, well if you answer with wife and mother then you're totally ignoring all the single women and i would say i would say no uh even if you are a single woman you still can i, I understand you're not married so you aren't one man's wife and you don't get to start functioning wifely to other people's uh, husbands. I'm not saying that. That'd be so weird. But what I am, (laughs) that would be really inappropriate. Don't do that. What I am saying is that there are plenty of opportunities for single women in the church to be hospitable and intentionally female and intentionally mothering. I can think of so many times in my life in the church when someone who didn't have little kids was able to come alongside and love my children and help me flourish in the home, even as somebody who wasn't married or didn't have kids at home anymore. Like women are maternal. We are naturally maternal. We are naturally feminine. There's so many things that are are more natural to us that are inherent to us inherent to our makeup 
that you can use to glorify God and bless other people. So even if you are not a wife and a mother, that doesn't mean, oh, well, now you get to act like a man just because you're not married and you don't have kids. That's not that's not the, the answer. Whether you're married or single, you are going to function as a man or as a woman. You're going to be pursuing masculinity or femininity, and you can get busy figuring out what those are before you're married. And in fact, you ought to get busy <laughs> figuring out yeah. what that's going to look like before you're married. Um, so I do think that the way that God has called us, you know, and people will bring up, oh, well, look at all the women in the New Testament that were, you know, holding house church and whatever. It's like, yeah, the women in the New Testament that are mentioned, aside from the gossipy ones, they were busy for the sake of the church. And what were they busy preaching? <laughs> no, no, nay, nay. They were busy being hospitable and they were busy knowing their theology, right? So we see pictures of women in the New Testament, know their theology, busy being hospitable. None of them are preachers. None of them are pastors. None of them are politicians. All of them are very home and hospitality oriented while being theologically astute, okay? And busy with the church, but not as pastors. Just, I have to say that. I just have to say that. Um and so I think a lot of times we want to divorce anything domestic from being something that's intellectual. And that's just not, that's not true. That's something that we need to rebuild. It's dumb. It's, that it's is dumb. dumb. <laughs> it's yeah. dumb. It's that really dumb. dumb because it takes, and it takes an immense amount of intelligence. Not, not that everything you do has to require this great brain power, but, but productivity planning understanding theology Mm -hmm. these are all highly intelligent things um and and i don't uh i just i just lost what i was gonna say too many thoughts were trying to happen at one time as i spoke about intelligence it was the always when it happens perfect time it was the perfect time. <laughs> um, what was my last thing that I was going to say? I only had one thing. Maybe um, you weren't meant to say it. Yeah. Oh, that was very charismatic yeah. of me. I shouldn't have. <laughs> I was way too. I'm frozen. Ch- I'm him only. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do think I get. Well, yeah. So one last thing that I was going to say was um, just kind of get i i think it well it lends to the whole intelligence um conversation but i do think that i'm not and i'm again i'm not talking about some like marxist garbage here but um there is a type of intelligence that women have been uh it's not been expected of us on the internet it's not really been expected much of anyone but I'm going to specifically just speak to women because I think that this um, there's an en- there's an enrichment here that we are missing, mm. which is just a quality conversation. Mm. And I don't when I say intellectual, I don't mean we have to talk about uh, like high heady theological things. When I when I say intelligent, I mean 
when someone says, well, I believe this, I mean, oh, why do you think that? I'm capable of hearing what you say. I'm capable of, uh, you know, interpreting what you're saying and filing it away and applying my own thoughts and opinions. And so I do think that I think, well, I just think emotionally, a lot of us have not been challenged. We have had lots of heavy emotions where we have felt sorry for ourselves. Uh, This is, and this is the world that's been created for us where women are uh, downtrodden underfoot um, not worthy of the same schooling, not worthy of the same dress, totally evaluated by the way they dress, totally like just the sum of her parts type of thing. Um, and that's just that, that that's a lie. So I understand why some people are anticipating that lie in their beliefs and maybe even saying like, I'm going to go a step more because I'm going to make sure I'm extra not looking like that. Um, And then, but so, but I also, um, I just, I, regardless of trying to anticipate what anyone's thinking and feeling, I do just think if there's anything that a woman is not, it is this. Now I'm not saying women aren't more emotional, but but the the scriptural tradition is a woman who challenges her emotions, mm. a woman who is sober minded, a woman who is not a busybody, yep. a woman who is not um, slight and always just being tossed to and fro by every little thing. And so I'm just going to go ahead and say that in even when it comes to these conversations on what does a woman look like a domestic bent regardless any any conversation that people are having i think we just need to be able to toughen up a little bit i think we um and that includes people who are more conservative and people that might be viewed as a little more lax i think that we need to be able to genuinely have conversations with one another where we're not just caring about our own opinion and wanting to hear our own words. And if at the end of the conversation, what you're met with is that you are going to have to mildly change your life all the way to going to have to completely change your life. <laughs> like, cause that's what I, that's what happens. Those things happen. That's happened to me so many times where I've come to, I've finally come to the conclusion and I'm like, Oh, I can never do that again. Yeah. Either either that's just straight sin or it's not faithful or it's tempting to sin. Like that is Mm -hmm. the walk of a Christian. So just, just be, be okay with that. It's okay. It's okay. okay. Yeah. It's not you anyway. It's not your strength you're relying on. Right. Um, And I I don't know, in a way I'm saying that discourse is good in a way I'm saying that minding your own business is good and we just need to be able to handle if if there's anything you that a woman should look like that you should see her be able to do when you look at her is just handle handle things that's what women do we handle it <laughs> like we take care of it i don't know like <laughs> it doesn't have to be this like whole like, I, like emotional really upheaval title, i really want to title this episode handle it now except that nobody would know 
what we were talking about unless they listened to the last three hours. So like, it's just a great, it's a great, that's a great, like just little, just handle it. Like that's, that's great. That's great life advice um, <laughs> that we just like need to give ourselves a little bit more, I think like, and it just sums yeah. it up nicely, but yeah. The worst that's going to happen is you're going to have to buy a bunch of long denim skirts at the end of the day. And honestly, there's an Amazon. Honestly, <laughs> if that was what was going to happen, I would go ahead and just get offline. <laughs> the 90s are coming back. Media. Okay. <laughs> no, not that. Not that. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I don't know that. I don't know if I've ever um, commented on you physically but i would say if there's if there's anything that i know for certain about you it's that you are just not a long denim skirt type of girl <laughs> i if it was like log out of social media forever or wear long <laughs> denim skirts actually i'm gonna up this if it was rip all your toenails off or wear long denim <laughs> okay okay that's a favorite. <laughs> My toenails are gone. <laughs> there is there's no long denim skirt for me. But you guys, honestly, I'm five foot two. Like, can you imagine right. the cardboard box I would look like if I wore a long denim that's skirt? A, <laughs> it's that's also I mean. 115 like, degrees outside. Yeah, true. I would die. <laughs> yeah. I would die. Oh, anyway. Okay. <laughs> well, guys, we said it. We said it all here. If you've ever wanted it all to be said before, we did it. Um, you can leave we us did a, it. <laughs> you can leave us a voicemail. Don't forget to listen to Old Cademan's Call this week. Or Wow. Don't listen to Wow. Um, no, listen no to I'm not going to go with Wow. I'm going to go with Carmen. Just, just to see. My mom's probably listening to this episode and she's like, now Carmen is good. He was a good man. You could not pay my mom to listen to an episode of this podcast. <laughs> no. My mom doesn't know what a podcast is, so <laughs> she would be like, what is that? You know? And her husband like pioneered Christian right. podcasting. Right. For those of you that for those of you that thought that was weird just because Summer does a podcast, like <laughs> she's also never heard my dad's podcast. <laughs> Your your mom is the chronically unimpressed. Chronically unimpressed. <laughs> he has never been impressed. Um, and you know, that's exactly what my dad and I needed. All right. Did I say the voicemail? Leave yep. us a voicemail. 470-465-0475. Support the show or join book club at patreon.com. And we'll see you guys next week. See ya. <laughs>